0: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is Life Rank on the Napsock Files. I'm Ken Napsock for this very special edition of Life Rank. Why is it special? Why is it special? Well, because as part of my goals on Patreon, I put it out there a little while ago, that if I reached 100 supporters, 100 patrons, I would do a very special life ranked based off of suggestions from my patron audience supporting the topic of how to create happiness. I want to do something, uh, you know, big, put something good out in the world, right? We we have that here on the Knapsack Files. Sometimes I, I dig deep. Sometimes we talk about pro wrestling, and it gives us life lessons. You know, you bring in someone like Jay Washington to talk about that. I can talk about that. My friend Dan can talk about that. A lot of people can find important things in the things that, you know, might not seem to be that important. That's what I love doing here. And sometimes we just like going to Sizzler and having a happy meal, Uh, Well, not a happy meal, that's another restaurant, but having a joyful meal and talking about it or what we hope is a joyful meal. I like to do it all here in the Knapsack Files, but I really felt let's try to see what are the steps to create happiness. Now, what is happiness might be the first way to start. And I don't I don't really know. All right. End of show. Good night. No, I'm kidding. Uh, What if I wasn't? What if this was a three minute podcast? Some of you might like that. Um, What is happiness? You know, money can't buy happiness. Success can't buy happiness. Things you think are going to make you happy don't turn out doing so, and you find yourself not happy. Then you're kind of more unhappy that you're not happy. It is kind of a vicious circle sometimes, but I I, got to say that happiness, uh, there are steps to it. There are wrinkles to it. There are layers to it. And we're going to try to dive into that here tonight and how to create it, how to create it, not just in yourself. This isn't just about uh, you looking inside. This is also looking outward. How can you create happiness uh, around you? And I think it does start with you. It does. It starts with yourself. And I think uh, happiness can be achieved even when you think it can. Now, is happiness permanent? No, no. But more on that later, it might be on the list. Had a lot of fun putting in the putting this topic out there to my supporters on the Knapsack Files Patreon page, and they've got some great answers. I asked them to not just say, you know, hot dogs, because that, that, that's like number 11 on the list. We're doing 10 tonight. It's a supersized edition. Normally life ranked as 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, tonight 10. But I'm sure number 11 on things you need to do to create happiness is just eat hot dogs. It's also number 15 and number 19 if you were to play the list out. Uh, I also would put French toast somewhere on that list as well. But those things didn't make the top 10. So we're going to dive in deep and we might get serious. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? The world's a serious place. So sometimes we need to put an arrow through our head like Steve Martin in the 70s. And other times I think we need to to really look at some of these things. You can call it self-help if you want. I don't want to. I went to sell books back there. Have I told this story before? I'm looking around in an empty room. There's a local bookshop near me. It's kind of famous in the area, um, in the San Fernando Valley. Kind of a quirky, large, but quirky, older, used bookstore. You can go sell books back there. And that's why 80% of the people are in there. They're browsing the aisles while the guy at the front desk, who looks like Albert Finney, but like not young Albert Finney, who was always an old Albert Finney. Um, like like we're talking like Daddy Warbucks era Albert Finney. He like you know you're you're just waiting for him to go through your 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 books, and then you maybe get twelve dollars cash or like thirteen dollars store credit. That's like eighty percent of the people in the store. No one's there to actually buy the books. There's like twenty percent of those people. Um, but i went there and I try to sell some books back, and I had some self help books, I guess question mark. I'm not a big reader of them but I have a few of them and I'm not talking to like generic joke, you know, you know, self-help books and how to, you know, how-tos, it's just like general counseling books or things about emotions and you know things like that. And this guy, I'm I'm down looking at No Joke: A 40 Years of Bond Girls, a, a big coffee table book thinking, oh, uh, Andrews is, yeah, oh, great, okay, maybe I'll buy this book for $24 used. And he, he, he had three boxes of my books, doesn't go through them. I see him not going through Then he finally goes, then, then I kind of like angle myself towards the front, like, wait, like, what's going I got things to do, Bob. Like, come on, Albert Finney, like, look through my books. And he turns to one of his employees, and he starts making fun of health, self-help books and the fact that I have the books. And this is a bookstore owner. I don't know I don't know there, Esther. Can you find help in a book? You need help. Self help, indeed. Ooh, it's just like. And I had one sports book, one like, and photos of the NFL book from like 1986. All right, Jim McMahon, I think, is on the cover. That's how old this book was. It just I had it in there. Pay me ten cents for it, or don't. I don't care. All right, had it as a kid. It just somehow lasted this long. I want to get rid of it. And he calls me over and he's like, "We don't take this stuff here." I go, okay. And he pulls out like two books—a book on stand-up comedy or some other, some novel or something. He goes, I, "I get you. I can get you some money for these books, but we don't take this kind of stuff here—self-help and politics." I had no real politics books in there. I think my mom had given me a Greg Gutfeld book, and it ended up in there. All right. And sports, we don't cover that here. They have a sports section, mind you. He's and he says these words to me: uh, "We're into the arts and literature here." Jerk! I was just looking at a forty years of Bond girls, and you're judging my self-help. You're judging a book that was gifted to me, and you're judging Jim McMahon, Chicago Bears quarterback. On the cover of an old photo book. All right. I'll take my books. Me and my girlfriend just took three boxes of books. I think they gave me $10 for the other books, which was a fair deal. And I just left them on the, uh, on the stairs, which, are, you know, they do that. They're like, you can leave them outside. And the homeless people will sleep on them. That's what I did. So I hope one of those homeless people, who are probably nicer human beings, grabbed that self-help book and found their way to help. Why am I talking about this? Well, this is one of those episodes. It's like a self-help episode. Gee, that's where I was going with it, guys. All right. You ready for this? I'm excited. How to create a happiness, a life-ranked special edition based off of suggestions from my patrons on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Files. Number 10. This is from Crick's. <laughs> number 10, we're going to start that over. Number 10 from Chris Alexakos. Alex I've met Chris. I've had pizza with Chris in Chicago. Alex is how I'm going to say it, Chris. Uh, He comes in at number 10. He says you can create happiness for yourself and people around you by doing what you love. A lot of us are unfortunately sucking jobs that do not resemble our true passion. It's one of the most difficult cages to break through. And I know, Chris knows I know. But if you do, you will be more happy. Now, I have discussed on here how that can sometimes go down a wrong path where you get out and, and you're still not in the right thing. So then you kind of feel you should be, I should be happy when you're not. But there's a truth in this. I am happier than I was. I was happier, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happier now knowing that there aren't those cages around me and I worked hard to get out of that. Now, again, like Chris says, that's uh, you can be in an unfortunate situation. Take care of yourself first. Take care of and yours. Unfortunately, we still have these jobs and money things going on. Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin would say these, these uh, uh, bill gimmicks that keep sending in the mail. Um, We have to take care of that, but you can start. This is why it's it's, it's number 10. It's a good way to start. Find what you love. And if you aren't happy doing what you do, doing what you're doing, and that goes for like, even someone like me in a creative situation, you can get yourself into creative situations and creative jobs, and it still not be the thing. So you move along. Create that happiness in yourself. The, there's no use sticking around if you have the choice. And again, that choice might be difficult. That choice might not be easy. I, I remember having that. I, there are other people who are a little more fortunate, who have a little bigger support system in their families. You know, my family's not a rich family. My mom always says, oh, I wish, I wish I was rich. I could just buy you a new car. And, you know, sure, I wish you were too. But I'm also okay where I am. I'm also okay having to earn a lot of this stuff and having to work hard for this kind of stuff. I think that is is an important thing to do. So uh, this step is about that. It is also by trying to create happiness by finding your passions, that there is... is is more the focus is getting to know yourself happiness can come and go your occupation can sometimes affect that both ways but do you know who you are do you know what you need do you know what you want do you know your passions and that was one of the things for me early on it, it created frustration uh, to explain if at some point you know what you want to do but you can't quite get there there's a whole thing of goals and working towards it and patience and all that kind of stuff. And that factors in too, but there's a frustration because sometimes you can identify your passion and you can't quite get to it, but that's okay. That kind of frustration is okay. Cause that just to me means you're on the right path and that happiness that you'll find eventually, that you'll find in your profession, pr- pr- find in your creative side and, 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 You know, I say creative because that's the type I am. I'm a, quote, creative, ugh. But, you know, that's always been my drive. But happiness for you might be being an accountant. And I don't mean to insult any accountants, by the way. I have some friends who are accountants. Being an accountant and going and taking care of your family. That might be your passion. That might be something you want to do. So you need to get yourself into a better accounting job to take care of that stuff. That is part of it. That is finding your passion. Passion, finding your passion creatively can a lot of times be this big romantic thing, you know? Uh, writing a book, publishing a book, which is one of my goals. I want to do some stuff like that. I want to get back into some more regular writing and not always be in, in digital media, you know, or not or have all my feet in it. Um, but, you know, you 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 got to find, knowing that's the passion is where I'm going with it, That knowing that's the direction, that's part of the victory here, and that's part of this step. You can create that happiness for yourself and, and your people around you by, by doing what you love is what Chris says, and that starts with identifying what you love, and I think that's wrapped into this step. So that is number 10. Find your passion. Create happiness through that passion by driving towards that passion. Just have perspective once you get there. Number nine is from Andrew Berger. He says, random acts of kindness are a great way to create happiness for yourself and others. Let someone ahead of you in line at the bank. Pay for a stranger's meal at a restaurant. Do something nice for your significant other for no particular reason. All these things and more can brighten up someone's day and make you feel good about yourself in the process. We are all happier when those around us are happy, too. And I I really love this. I really love this. We We all have egos. We all have tempers. We all have our own agendas. We all have, you know, places we're heading during the day. And we've all had those moments. And I will come on here and I will rant on them. All right, I rant on this guy in the bookstore. So let's take that. Now, I hold true. I hold, I hold, I hold a lot of things I said true and I believe in him about him and his behavior to me. But what was going on? What was going on his day? Maybe, maybe, maybe instead of reacting negatively to him, you just return it with the kindness. Maybe he'll calm down. You'll feel better for it. No one likes to get angry, like road rage. No one really enjoys road rage. road rage. I've known like one or two people, both Italian. No disrespect to my Italian brothers, but I have two very close friends who are Italian. They're the only ones who I think enjoy road rage. The rest of us, you know, you have that burst of anger, and then you kind of, it sits in your stomach for a while. It's this bile, it's this negative energy. So which an, what Andrew is suggesting is simply this pay-it-forward idea, these, this random act of kindness. It is, and you'll hear this theme a lot in this episode, I really believe it, when you start thinking outside of yourself. Selfishness and self-centeredness, it's just kind of this natural state. Look at children. Look at children. Those not no self-centered kids, but they're angels, right? No, but they are. That's just, that's just human nature at its core. Me, me, me. It's just natural. And when you're depressed, and, and we've had many conversations here about depression, how serious it is, and, and, and the help needed, and sometimes the, the medicine needed to help you with it. But I think a lot of it, just depression at, at its core is, like I've said before and we'll say again, it's about you, right? It's, it's focused on yourself. So little simple steps like this. If, if you're feeling sad, you're feeling angry, do something tiny. Open that door. I'm not saying you have to buy a 12-pack of tacos for the local homeless guy. Why not? It's not a bad thing. But smiling at him, give him, giving him a quarter or two, not a bad thing. But it doesn't have to be that. Doesn't have to be giving? Just being a simple thing of doing. The old thing I love hearing those stories, and you see them pop up on social media all the time. I went to buy my coffee today, and the guy, the cashier, said the guy in front of you paid for your coffee. Now I don't know. Now the side, I don't know how the guy in front of me knew I was going to get a coffee in this fictitious situation in my life. Maybe I was going to get a cruller and uh, a bowl of oatmeal, and I would have had to still pony up some money. But the fact remains, the gesture is there. The gesture is there. You kind of create your own energies. What you put out there, you kind of get back. As I get older. That starts to become more clear to me. You know, I have people close to me in my ear putting that kind of stuff in my brain. Like, hey, I know you have a cynical nature. You're a comedian. That's never going to change. But just your general day-to-day thoughts it fuels into your unhappiness. So unplug from that stuff. Start simple. The, the letting someone ahead of you in line is a weird thing. I, I like that one a lot. Good one, Andrew. I've had that uh, just the other night at my local grocery store. Went by after work. I didn't have a hard day at work. It was a longer day, but I didn't have a hard day. But I wanted to get home, get some food going, take my shoes up, put on some slippers, put on sweatpants, live my best life. So I ran to the grocery store. You ever have those trips to the grocery store where nothing's inspiring? You're like, I, I, just, I eat all the same stuff every week. What's? I need something new in life. I need to create happiness in my food life. So you know what? I bought frozen pancakes. That's the glamorous life I lead. And I had a little hand cart there. And it was one of those nights where there was one cash register open. And the line was getting up there like eight, eight. Eight deep. And I was about four deep. You could feel there's this tension that starts to rise, Right. You can just kind of feel it. The people around, the guy behind you does does this. You hear that? The person in front of you is like doing that look around for where are the employees? There's got to be someone else. Got to be someone else. And then someone else pops a line and you hear, oh my God, I got that. And the tension starts to build. And then finally someone shows up. And I was, I was in the position where I was like next in line, right? Like it was like, all right, we're opening up on three, sir. You can bring your stuff over. That, I was the sir guy. I was in that seat, that pole position. And I gave it up. I gave it up. Not a hero, no cape on me, not a hero. But it, it felt good. And the tension starts to relieve just in that line. Just in that line. And we all have that, you know... We all have that, uh, that, that ego, that self-centered nature of, oh, this is an inconvenience to me. Oh, this stupid employee can't ring up uh, groceries fast enough. The guy in front of me has a basket full of too many items that I don't agree with. Uh, too much packaged ham, sir. Now he's affecting my life. We all can get into that. That's ego. That's self-centered nature. And that, that leads to frustrations which lead to unhappiness. And that tension, go back to that moment I'm describing, that tension in public. We've all been in that situation. We're not talking about something's going wrong and there's a clerk and a customer yelling. We're just talking about building tension where someone's about to do something stupid. Someone is about to do or say something stupid. But just simple act of, no, you go in front of me. It's okay. That is, and I've I've failed at that more than I've succeeded. But that's that thing. So the ego takes a back seat and you just kind of smile and you take a breath and you feel happier, like the scientific version of happy, because there's some science behind it. I don't have the data to back that. I'm a dummy, but I know it's true. So, Andrew, that's good. That's a good step. Number nine, just random acts of kindness. Create an influence of happiness. Following up on that, we have back-to-back choices here from Jason Humphreys. Number eight, he says, expanding on Andrew's excellent post. It was excellent, Andrew. Volunteer for things, charity, sports clubs, amateur dramatics. It doesn't matter. If you give, the commu- give to the community, you increase happiness. <laughs> I love this. I love the term, Jason, amateur dramatics. I love that. It's like you're a school teacher in 1955, and I love you for it, Jason. But you're right, and it goes to the idea, and I said this would be a theme of getting outside yourself, that ego, putting that aside, putting your, you know, not sitting in a room focused on your unhappiness, whatever that may be. And again, some of the unhappiness, going back to the first point, might be in the frustration that you know, you see what could make you happy, what you think will make you happy on the horizon, and you can't get to it. There's some unhappiness in that pursuit of happiness, right? So get outside of yourself. Volunteer for things. All right, go work at a, at a go work at a at a at a pet center. Go go to a, go to an old folks' home. I used to work in one three years, my first real job. And man, aging is is not fun, right? And, and I'm still young, but I have today I have three more gray hairs in my mustache. It's different. Mustache is different than beard. Salt and pepper beard, a little salt and pepper hair on the side. That's fine. Most women find that sexy. I get it. My girlfriend does. But now I'm starting to get my mustache is salt and peppered. That's a different kind of aging. All right. It's it's the trip has begun here. Um, but, you know, my mom talks about this a lot. She she's spent the last part of her career working as an activities director for retirement homes of different varying degrees. Some are self-sufficient retirement homes. Some are full assistance needed. And she'd always say, It just goes so fast. And she's always talking about feeling irrelevant now as she ages. And I think that is a choice in a different conversation. But I can understand it. And I'm 30 years away from that point that she's at. But um, going to an old folks home, a convalescent center, all right, old folks home, I feel like I'm on The Simpsons. I used to work in one. And I think the worst thing about that aging thing might be the loneliness. Might be the family members dropping off. Might be, um, you know, you lose connection. I've lost connection with family members. I, I, you know, time goes on. That's just a reality of the situation, but it makes a world of difference. Uh, You know, someone sitting there in a a wheelchair with a blanket on and they're 85. You and I see them as, as, that's them now. What about them then? Find out who they were then because they're still that they're still there and they still got stories you might want to volunteer for that get outside yourself that's jason's point give back uh, look to the generation behind you i'm going to be announcing something soon i'll say it here now to uh just kind of almost almost in a way commit to it, but i'm going to be announcing soon i'm going to be adopting an engineering science class uh, a three d engineering class in 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 an elementary school in Las Vegas I am going to be adopting this class you'll be i'm going to be posting some pictures of of the projects they work on and doing some help to to raise awareness for them trying to get uh, supplies all right it's just one tiny thing, and one of the reasons I'm doing that is because they sent me a gift uh star wars three d chain thing, uh, a little keychain thing they made. It's awesome, little fun little thing. And, you know, it's cool. And I'm a Star Wars guy. I'm a Jedi Council, Force Center. Used to be a Jedi Alliance. That's what I'm known for. I'm an adult in a Star Wars t-shirt. Even right now, as I record this, I got a cool Star Wars t-shirt on. So it was like, in the past, I would have been like, oh, great. Thanks for the th- thanks for the, the 3D uh, printing keychain there. I love that. Cool. Uh, you get a favorite on Twitter. Maybe I'll retweet it. I'm on my way. And I thought, what? but what else can I do? That's What else can I do to help them? And it's not just like this, oh, I feel better. For, I feel better about myself. But it's like, ah, I got it. I got it. Let's not put so much of me out there. I have a podcast. It's enough. My name's on it. I talk to myself. You guys listen and you're supportive. That's more than I ever could ask for. I get to talk about Star Wars. But... Like I've said, and that's the danger. At the end of the day, that doesn't always make me happy. I have a lot of fun. When I sit down, right now, me and this microphone and you guys, I'm happy. But a little bit, I might not be happy. So what builds it on is is going outside of yourself. So you're going to be hearing more information from me. It's going to be a little tiny thing. It's not going to be giant, not going to be big. Uh, I'll be taking this uh, class under my wing, so to speak. I have nothing to give them in terms of education because I'm Um, clueless and skillless when it comes to engineering and 3D printing. But um, you're going to hear more more about that. And I think that's to this point. Number eight, going outside of yourself, even if it's amateur dramatics. Jason's uh, also saying this is number seven. I love this one. Get a dog. The health benefits are good, he writes. They get you out of the house to walk them. They can also keep your blood pressure down. Again, science, the science of happiness. Dogs are social animals, and so are dog owners. I used to spend hours gossiping with other dog owners. I love that, Jason. Finally, if you had a beagle like me, you could create happiness for the other dog owners while they laugh at your dog failing to obey any commands you give them. That last one I cannot attest to. Now, I will say this, a pet in general, that's a good thing, but let's focus on dogs. I'm a dog guy. I love ferrets. I do like cats, but I'm kind of allergic to cats, so that kind of chose my path for me long time ago. But yeah, dogs. I love dogs. My girlfriend's got two dogs. Um, My mom, uh, I think, is up to three dogs now. uh, A lot of cats. And I love them. And yeah, there is definitely, talk about the science of happiness. And if you just, and again, if you can, and you might not be in a situation where you can, don't force it. That's expensive. That's a commitment. Time commitment. But I've seen the benefits. I've seen the benefits in other people. And you start to focus on them. This little life, you know, maybe before you go dog, you start with a plant. All right. Get a succulent down at the old uh, hardware store. Put your energies into that. But there's something again. What's the theme? What's the theme? You're looking for happiness. You're looking to create happiness. Go outside of yourself. And yes, the science of happiness, dogs, that's again Going back to the uh, convalescent centers, the old folks homes. Yeah. Bring dogs by. Just the act of petting this thing, petting lowers your blood pressure. I think wine does, too. Petting a dog while drinking wine, you'll be the healthiest person ever. That might not be science, but I wish it was. Again, not for everyone, but yeah, walking the dog. Now, sometimes the dog will frustrate you on the walk. I've been there, but I just did that tonight. At the time of this recording... I had to swing over to the girlfriend's house. She was busy. I walked the dogs, took the dogs out for a little bathroom potty break. They had one too. Waka waka. Um, but it just, you know, you kind of focused on it for 20 minutes. This little creature is looking at you like, treat, bathroom, sleep, thanks. So, if you and I think it's kind of like a, a shot in the arm. If you're like, man, I really could use some, some happiness and I'm in a position here. Boom, dog. I guess just not get a beagle. Ever had a beagle. Dachshunds. A lot of dachshunds growing up. Miss my little dachshunds. Number six, Andy Ortiz says, my favorite word is joy. Joy goes much deeper than happiness. Ah, this is true. Happiness I can control. I can listen to music, go out with my friends, play my guitar, etc. Yet joy always surprises you. Out of nowhere, you're given this great moment Is a gift you receive. When I get into a dark place in time, I go out and lose myself in others. Again, others outside of yourself. I give my talents away, volunteering. I want others not to suffer like I do. I try to love those around me without expecting anything in return. Joy is always a surprise. Joy is deep. Joy might be in a a second uh, podcast, a, a different conversation. But I think happiness can lead to that joy. But I love that statement Andy's saying about happiness I can control. More on that later. But it is. It's little things. Getting a dog. Volunteering. Those are choices. Those are things. But joy. I've known people with joy. They always kind of frighten me. They always kind of confuse me. But at the end of the day, man, I really like what's going on. I have some friends in town like that. Not that they don't struggle, not that they don't get depressed, not that they don't, um, you know, struggle with, with unhappiness and failures and, and confusions and all the other things we, we don't. But there's this prevailing sense of joy. We all know those people. Look at those people. Study them. Study what they do. And maybe start angling a lot of your decisions and a lot of what you put out and a lot of your what comes out of you put into into what's, uh, similar things to what they do. Find their path, joy. Joy is deeper than happiness. Andy is right. So that's number six. It's not really an actual step, but it's about tapping into something even deeper than happiness and what can get you there. I like that one. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Just me? All right. Number five, Kai is checking in. Kai, uh, he's got a good one here. Kai says, make time to escape your normal life. Travel, go on a hike, go to Disneyland. If you can't go anywhere, turn on a, t- turn on a television show, a movie, read a book, play a video game, experience someone else's life for a little bit. It helps me get perspective and inspiration for my own life when I step back and take a break. I think this one's great. I've talked before in some of my other shows here about allowing yourself the the chance to relax. Taking that pressure off. I'm going to sit here for the next hour and not do anything. It's going to be okay. Especially as you're younger or you're climbing up in your career, you're trying to find that happiness in your career and you're frustrated that you can't get there. We get wrapped up. We get wrapped up. We get overwhelmed. And I like taking those little moments. But what Kai is saying is, is even go beyond just sitting down on the couch for an hour. That's, that's part of it. But get out of the normal routine. I am routined. I sometimes fly by the seat of my pants, but I am definitely a routine guy. You can almost five days a week, Monday through Friday, if you had a camera watching me, I'm not a vlogger yet, um, You would always find at the same time every week, me getting up, me putting on the sweatpants, me working out, me having the same breakfast, taking a shower, get your camera out of my shower, all that kind of stuff. I am routine. And that creates creates the doldrums. That creates a malaise. That creates a forest for the trees. You are stuck in the middle of it. And if you start to feel unhappy and overwhelmed by that that unhappiness and you start turning on yourself, you're turning in on yourself, a lot of it might be that routine. So what Kai is saying is is get outside of it. Again, it could just be sit down, relax. All right? You normally make dinner at 6.15 so you can finish dinner by 6.35 and you can get to other things. No, 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 no. Maybe tonight you don't. Maybe tonight you don't. And then you'd be okay with it. Go for a hike. Go to Disneyland. There's been times... I love going to Disneyland. I think you guys know that if you're long-time listeners. And I... I uh, will absolutely sometimes, and it's bad, it's not a great... I do not endorse this, do not say this is the way to go, but there's been times I've just ripped out uh, that credit card from my wallet and gone to Disneyland, taken a friend or whatever, gone to Disneyland because I just think sometimes I need it. And it's not, should lest anyone counter, it's not like a false happiness. It's not like a shot to the arm, a drug, a hit little shot of caffeine or something. It is like, no, 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 we're, we're going outside of this. My old, one of my old bosses used to always say, if you're sick of work, you're sick. Like you're sick. That's a thing. Take the day off. Get outside of the routine. You'll get that perspective. You might find that you really do need to continue to be outside of that job, making you unhappy. But you, you'll know what that perspective. A little quiet time, change it up. Travel, travel's great. Sometimes for me, when I just get up to my my hometown, fortunate enough to have that opportunity, you know, they live close. Parents live close. My hometown's close. Just simply getting out, it's that thing. It's almost a joke. It's like that vacation focus. You go on vacation on the second day, you're like, I'm going to write a novel. On the third day, you're like, maybe not. But on the fourth day, you're like, no, it's a good idea. Then you have to come back down and choose to ride it. And that's a whole other thing. But that perspective, that kind of breath of fresh air will lead to just some happiness. Because I always say this. When it comes to like happiness and and And, and, some, and, and happiness is, is, is temporary. It, a temp, joy is the deeper thing. But happiness is temporary. But happiness leads to joy. And happiness leads to, to, to health in my mind. I always say this sometimes when I've uh, pulled out the credit card and I'm going to buy some tickets to Disneyland or something like that. I would say at the end of my life, if I'm fortunate enough to be at the end and, and know what's coming and be on a deathbed and brace for impact. Um, am I going to look back and go, man, I'm very happy that I paid that credit card bill on time and down. Now, I think you should pay your bills and you should pay them on time and maybe try not to rack up that much debt. But will I think that or will I think back to that sunny day at Disneyland, having a turkey leg, laughing with a friend? Like, that's part of happiness, right? It's it's surface material things and we might not all be fortunate enough to have that, but then there's something little. Maybe it's that day, maybe that day, you know, I didn't go to work and instead I, I went for a walk. I met a dog in the park and laughed with that dog. You will be more affected long term and remember that and be more thankful for that moment than whew, I showed up to work again that day. <laughs> Good life. That's part of happiness. I think that's what Kai means. Number four, Tim Van Nuland. So I think you need a balance to create happiness. Great people that surround you, family and friends, work hard, relax from time to time, enjoy life. Don't be too serious all the time. Go to your comfort zone experience new things. I think those things above are, are, are important to have a happy life. There are probably more reasons, but those I think are most important. So this is, is tailing a little bit on the fifth one here from Tim. Um, but I, I think he's right. I absolutely think he's right. That kind of balance. I, I've learned that. I've learned that. Again, going back to the start of this conversation, the first part, you know, finding your passion. That's very important to happiness. Finding what you want to do, that's important to happiness. Just have that perspective that it's temporary. Once you get there, you still have to work for it. But I have had those moments where I have... I was called. I'm acting like The Rock. You know, you look at Rock, the Rock's Instagram page, and he sleeps like three hours a night, and he's working out crazy, and he's making 12 movies a week and a TV show, raising a child, doing these appearances, going to charity events, appearing at WWE shows, all those things. And a lot of it's just his work ethic. He was a wrestler on the road, and that that meant something. It means something now. It meant even more uh, going back, to even in the uh, uh, early 2000s and 90s. That's just. I mean, even now, the wrestlers. Pro wrestlers, WWE level, are on the road. You know, three hundred days a year. That's a lot of the rocks' work ethic. But I've I've had the the stretches of time where that's what I've done. I was like, I got to do this? I I I I I got to do this. I've got to uh, I've got to I've got to stay up till two a.m. and write. I've got to get up at six a.m. And, and podcast. I've got to do this and I got to do that. And it's because I'm pursuing my passions. And that's what happens. You work hard. Uh, you know, you, you, you geniuses sleep three hours a night. That's what I've heard. I read some article on Newsweek. There's no balance in that. And I burnt out and people have warned me about that before in my life, like slow down. And then the other side is too, like, uh, especially when I was younger and I was trying to be more of a writer and I was a writer I'm writing screenplays and I had a manuscript I was working on and, and I love all that stuff and I tend to keep doing that, um, getting back to a lot of that but there was a point where that's all I did and because I had social anxiety and I I, I still suffer from social anxiety but now it's probably just like I'm tired and don't want to go out but back in my 20s like I, I had trouble living a little bit and a brother of one of my close friends we were driving I was out having a good time at his birthday party and we're going to different locations around Los Angeles and he's in a car and he's just like and and my friend was like, you know, Ken doesn't go out. He, he sits at home. He works. He, he's a shut-in and all those kind of things. And I was trying to defend that position. You know, like I got to work hard. I was literally like, no, I've got to write. I've only written 13 screenplays. I've got to get a better one. And, and he just looked at me and he's like, yeah, man. But sometimes, you know, you have to, you have to write the other side of the page. And, and, and you only get that through life, through experiences. And that's the balance. So you may be pursuing what you love and that may be a path to happiness. But in that pursuit, if it's out of whack, it's out of balance or, you know, you might find great joy in working out, but you concentrate too much on that and you're a gym rat and your personal life falls off. Um, All those kind of things. Balance is key. Balance is important. Everything in synergy. Synergy. It's a word I don't like using unless I have a ponytail or I'm at some at some kind of, you know, group counseling session, right? But synergy's real. I think that. I think that's true. And it starts with that balance. Enjoy life. Work hard. Be serious about yourself. Laugh at yourself. Take that time to get out of your routine. Take that time to put um, other people in front of you. You'll have time for yourself. You'll have time for that ego. You'll have time for that, that pursuit. Number three, from Ulrich Stowe Vetland. Ulrich was on uh, the episode of uh, TNF Hotline last week. He's been a supporter here for a while, and he says, laugh. When you laugh, you radiate happiness. If you laugh, the people around you will laugh. Are you alone and feeling miserable and have no one to laugh with? Watch old clips of Rodney Dangerfield on The Tonight Show. Laugh at that. If you get tired of Rodney and can't stop thinking about how sad everything is, take a step back, look at the big picture, and find the humor in your problems. Laugh at your problems. Look at Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, O'Rourke likes Rodney. He had a lot of problems in his life. I mean, this guy didn't get any respect at all, but he laughed it off. And by doing that, he made millions of people laugh and smile. So if Rodney Dangerfield isn't the prime example of someone who's created happiness, I don't know who is. And he was able to do that because he was able to laugh. It's only when you are able to laugh that you can actively make others laugh. And thus, in a way... Create happiness. Ulrich, I think you should write an essay on Rodney Dangerfield, number one. And two, that's why this is high on the list. Number three, simple. Happiness. Laughter. Being able to laugh. I'm a comic. Now, comics usually are dark and cynical. But I think, that's nah, true, but, but I think that one of the things I loved about having a comedic mind is having the ability to laugh but even outside of just making people laugh, which is a great trait and a great, you know, uh, a, a great thing to accomplish. It really is. It feels great. And uh, There's a, uh, it's on the episode of the NapSack Files. I think you'd have to go to my YouTube page to find it easier. But I, I did a storytelling show for my friend Dan Farron back in 2014 about stand-up comedy. And I talked about it in that. It's about 18 minutes. Um, talk about the importance of you know, importance of and how good it feels to make people laugh and why that's important to the world. You can go listen to it if you want, but, you know, when people, tragedy or someone in the family dies, the first thing people seem to want back is laughter. Felt good to laugh again is something you hear a lot. So be that person that laughs. Again, talk about the science of happiness. I'm a scowler. I'm, I'm miserable to be around sometimes. When I'm laughing, I'm not. I'm laughing, I'm having fun, you're having fun. When other people around me are laughing, it's contagious. It goes to, like, joy, all those kind of things. This is why I think it's that high, though. I think it's important just to laugh. Have the ability to laugh at yourself. Have the ability to laugh at situations. A lot of unhappy situations seem to come out of, you know... Furrowed brows and a a white-hot intensity for no reason. Focusing on, again, on your ego, your anger, your frustrations. But I think being able to step back from that and respect all that and take things serious. Most comics are real serious. But being able to, as Carrie Fisher would say, I had to laugh or I'd cry. That's important. Again, happiness is... A temporary thing. I really believe that. We're talking about how to create that. And that temporary feeling can be extended with some of these steps. And laughter, I believe, is one of those. Number two is Thomas. You can find him on Twitter at Sir Thomas the Tall. I think that to create happiness in one's life, they have to be at peace with what, why, and who they are. Many of us throughout life learn to be comfortable with who we are And what makes us that way? We learn that our flaws, what our flaws are, our setbacks have helped to shape each and every one of our strengths equally as much as our successes. I should read that again. We learn that our flaws and setbacks have helped to shape each and every one of our strengths equally as much as our successes. We learn through trial and tribulation that happiness in its purest form comes from either the realization of self-worth and one's ability to recognize, respect, and acknowledge it. I hope Thomas adds, I hope I didn't get too preachy. Uh, Thomas, no, you didn't. This whole podcast is not preachy. It's, It's quiet and thoughtful. Happiness, I like all these things you're saying. It's about laughter. It's about little things. It's about perspective. It's about balance. It's about simply petting a dog. It's about getting outside of yourself. But I think happiness can really start to appear in your life more when you are comfortable with who you are, and that's not easy at peace with the problems. You know, you might have gone through an emergency physical situation. You might have gone through your car breaking down. But just kind of accepting where it is, knowing who you are, knowing you can survive things. We can all survive things until, well, we die. As long as you're living. My old boss, one of my old bosses, yeah, and I've mentioned several old bosses, my old boss, Mike. I used to uh, show up to work. Uh, and you guys know I've talked about it here, going back to like Chris's te- uh, st- uh, part 10 here, or, or, or the first step we talked about back here, you know, pursuit of, you know, getting, uh, finding a, a passion, right? I was in that day job that I hated for so long. One of the best stretches of that time were different from like, I'll look back and there was times that I thought I hated the job more than I did. And I look back, I'm like, ah, oh, let probably have more fun than I thought. But there's about a nine month period where I worked with uh, this guy, Mike Bowers at, at, at Northridge. And he's a character man, retired police Lieutenant, just a character. And every day he'd walk in that office and he had things going on in his life. He had things that I found out later were bad situations going on, you know, he had a bad back, three surgeries. That's why he had to retire early. And, uh, but every day he'd walk through that door and he'd say, what's happening, man? I'm going to get you coffee. Let's get coffee. Let's take a walk. A big smile, a big laugh. And that set the tone for the day. He knew who he was. He knew what he could accomplish by just putting joy and happiness out there. And it was a job that I didn't like. But for those nine months that I worked with him before he left, every day was fun. I was the closest to happy in that job I could be. And it wasn't my paycheck. It wasn't the things we did. It wasn't any of those. It wasn't that I was doing something that I wanted to do my whole life. I wasn't. But every day, he'd walk in and laugh and say, what's happening, dude? Let's get coffee. Let's talk. Let's have a good day. And more often than not, we did. And then we didn't. we'd We'd recover and have a good one. People ask him, hey, Mike, because he was friends with everyone, you know, mall walkers, everyone. He'd say, hey, Mike, how are you? And he'd be like, man, as long as I'm breathing, I'm living, man, I'm good. I'm above ground, I'm good. And I think that applies here, man. Having peace with yourself, knowing who you are, be comfortable with what's going on, but then putting that happiness out there. Being okay with your flaws and setbacks. Being okay with a job that you don't like. You're going to survive it. Trial and tribulation, like Thomas is saying here. It is in, and I love this, I'll read this again. Happiness in its purest form comes from either the realization of self-worth or one's ability to recognize, respect, and and acknowledge it. What's your self-worth? Forget the things... Pressuring you. Forget the things around you. What's your self worth Accept nothing less? Know yourself and know that you could control some of the situations around you with your laughter. Try to be joyful and approach every day with that. I love that there. Peace, knowing who you are. Trying to find that. How do you get to that peace? That might be a different conversation. Thomas, I hope I didn't get too preachy. And number one here on Life Ranked, a special edition. If you're already happy and you didn't need this podcast, God bless you. But if you're in a spot where you just needed to hear some things like this, I'm glad that we, and I say we, I'm talking, but I'm reading the words of some uh, listeners to the show. This was by them for you. I am just the conduit here. And this wonderful Rode microphone. Thank you, Rode. Number one, number one way to create happiness, well, it is a choice. Choose to be happy. Well, Ken, that's easier said than done. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's easier said than done. At some point tomorrow at my job, I'll probably be unhappy. At some point tomorrow or the weekend, I'll eat a meal that's too big and I'll look at myself in the mirror and think, I am overweight and I'm unhappy. But that is a choice. And yes, things happen to you, but going to point two, trial and tribulation, you learn your self-worth, you learn you'll survive it, and you'll have a peace with your situation. It's different. There will be unhappy times in your life. What I'm saying about the choice is it's that simple. I can say it here a little more direct than I can say maybe a conversation about depression because I believe that is more medical. And more psychological, that's different, it's deep-seated. But happiness, as we've said in this list, can be as simple as petting a dog. It can be as simple as saying hello to a stranger. It be as simple as holding a door for a stranger. It can be as simple as sitting on the couch, taking a deep breath, and having a perspective on your life. Happiness can be a choice. So all of this and all the nice words, this one's from me. How do you create Happiness. You choose to. What are you going to do tomorrow to make a choice towards happiness? All right, guys. That's it. We'll get back to some silly stuff. We'll get back to having some meals at Sizzler. We'll be back to the cynical stuff, too. I still might go to that bookstore and talk to that guy about that book. Or maybe I'll just buy that Bond book. That might be good too. That is it for now. I want to thank you for listening to the Knapsack Files. You can support me on Patreon if you want at patreoncom slash Files. You can find this podcast on a lot of spots, but I want to highlight iHeartRadio. I'm very happy to be part of their podcast uh, uh, platform. There, I'm hosted by Potomatic, and Potomatic is great. I highly recommend Potomatic if you're going to start a podcast. But I am very happy to be part of the uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, you know, I'm not part of. You know what I'm saying? I'm on there, and that means a lot. It's a good thing for the network here, the Knapsack Files. I hope you can find me there. You can take me on the road, take me in the car. Thanks to Die Radio for including the Knapsack Files on there. You can follow me on Twitter at Ken Knapsack. That's it. What are you going to do tomorrow? Make yourself and others around you happy.